Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 200, When Doing Your Best Isn't Good Enough. It's January 31st, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros, as I am working to be inclusive for people who have hearing loss or who are hard of hearing. I invite you to join the movement and get other podcasters and social media content creators to ditch the music when combined with voice. That would be helpful. End of non-musical intro. When doing your best isn't good enough. Hmm, this is going to be an interesting topic and I know some of you have dealt with this. Before I break it apart, Visit my website and enter my giveaway. As I mentioned in the podcast intro, nothing I say in this podcast or any of my other content is designed to be medical or therapy advice. If you need medical or therapy advice, you should get that from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I am not. I do currently have transcripts for my podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. They are, however, in a very poor format. In my opinion, I'm working to correct that. I will let you know when I get it corrected and where the transcripts will be located, which may or may not be on my hosting platform. If you are feeling suicidal or life has been too hard for you or you are hopeless or thinking of harming yourself, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or you may call or text 988. There is help available, so please take the help. When doing your best isn't good enough. Hmm. For this podcast, I am laying out the situation or using the situation where you gave something, whatever the something is, your best effort, your best shot, you worked hard, you did what you could, you really gave it your absolute best and you didn't hold back. Yet at the same time, things either didn't go well or they failed or they went sideways. It it just didn't go well. And I am going to be providing this from a variety of different perspectives for yourself. Needless to say, this is a very, very painful event. And the question is, does this actually happen? Yes, this actually happens to people. It's happened to me and I know it's happened to other people. So the question you might have is, hmm, who would do that? Here's a short list of people or types of people or situations where this happens. Number one, perfectionists. Two, arrogant, righteous, judgmental, know-it-all, opinionated people do this, and they do this without knowing they're doing it sometimes. Three, people who have made you the scapegoat or put you in a double-bind situation. Four, Narcissists, psychopaths, antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and other certain types of mental health diagnoses will engage in this. Five, your garden variety abuser. That's my new term, by the way. It's a made up term. Don't be Googling garden variety abuser. (laughs) I, I don't think you'll find it. I don't know. 
six, your haters. Seven, people who lack self-awareness. Eight, irrational thinkers. Nine, people who are projecting. Ten, people who are jealous, envious, or resentful of you. Eleven, flying monkeys. Twelve, people who don't have all the facts. Thirteen, people who are mean or unkind. Fourteen, people who have low emotional abilities. Fifteen, people who have unfair, unreasonable, or unrealistic expectations. Uh, Sixteen, people who lack anger skills. Seventeen, dysfunctional families. That means members of a dysfunctional family. Eighteen, people who have been turned against you. Nineteen, emotional reasoners, I'm specifying, which is a cognitive distortion. And twenty, people who engage in blaming others. That's, that's not all. That's just, that's just a off the top of my head list of people who would do that. So this is an extremely painful situation, and I'd like to approach this in two ways. One perspective, the first perspective is if you are saying that to yourself, if you are saying to yourself, this could be in your head out loud to other people in any case, that your best wasn't good enough. That even though you did your best work, you gave it your all, it wasn't good enough. Where you are the one originating this judgment of yourself. My question for you is, why are you saying that to yourself? Help me understand your logic. Is it because of the outcome or the results? Are you, is that why you're saying it to yourself? Is it because it failed? Is it because you are self-critical or you have low self-esteem? Is it because your thinking might be irrational? Like, I'm not sure why. If you did your best job and you gave something your all, that you would say it's not good enough. You may have collapsed your effort and the results into one, where if you've collapsed your effort and the results, that might leave you saying, oh, see, it's not good enough. But I'm not a fan of collapsing separate entities. One entity is giving it your all, working hard, giving it your best shot. The other aspect is the results. So you can take the results with your efforts and collapse it and then make a judgment. But that, I don't think that's, I don't think that's helpful. I really, you know, so if it's because of the results, if you're saying your best job wasn't good enough and you're saying that to yourself or other people because of the results, you could change your perspective because from my viewpoint, Failing does not mean that it wasn't good enough. It just doesn't mean that. You can make it mean that and you can have it mean that. And if you'd like to have it mean that, you're welcome to keep that perspective. I personally don't find that empowering or helpful in any capacity. So there was a woman who, there was a woman, to give you an example, let's put this in context. There was a woman who did a worldwide marriage encounter at her one year anniversary with her husband, her new husband, and then they did a year plus worth of worldwide marriage encounter support groups. Then throughout their long marriage, they saw four different marriage counselors, one for over five years, and her marriage failed. She ended up being divorced. 
she could look at that and say, my best wasn't good enough. In this case, the woman said, hey, that was a heroic effort. That was a lot of work and it was good enough. It might not have given me the results that I wanted or that I was hopeful for, but darn it, it was a good enough effort. So hopefully with that example, you could see, you could have a really horrible failure and not be thinking that your efforts weren't good enough. My suggestion, if you're saying this to yourself, is for you to drill down and get your hands around, why are you thinking that? That would be helpful. This is not good for you to think that your best work is a failure. Now, if it was a failure, now maybe it just didn't turn out well, but Doing your best effort, making giving something your best shot and your, your best effort should always be good enough in your own eyes. Now, if you have low self-esteem, this would be a typical reaction where, oh, see, it didn't work out, I'm a loser, I'm not good enough, you know, that type of thing. So is that part of it? Is, the, is part of it because you have low self-esteem and you're saying these negative things to yourself, drill down. If you're saying this to yourself, drill down and figure out why is that? Why am I thinking this? And it it simply could be you have low self-esteem. That could be the that could be it in a nutshell. It could be irrational thinking. It could be because you've collapsed results or the outcome with your efforts. I, I'm not sure why you're doing that to yourself, but I'm suggesting that's not a good idea. Now, the other side of this, a second perspective is when someone else, one or more people, so it could be one or it could be plural, tell you that could be verbally in writing or through behaviors or whatnot, that it wasn't good. Your effort, your best shot wasn't good enough. So I'm gonna take this second avenue where others, an other person or others are telling you it wasn't good enough from two different perspectives. One, the first perspective is if you listening to the feedback that your best shot wasn't good enough or your best work wasn't good enough, if you have low self-esteem, when you have low self-esteem and another person or a group of people say that what you did wasn't good enough, even though they know that you worked tirelessly, you gave it your best shot, you worked so hard, even though they know that, what someone with low self-esteem is inclined to think, this is the natural trajectory if you have low self-esteem, would be to say to yourself, See, I'm not good enough. Oh, look, I'm a loser. Or, oh, I can't do anything right. You might think to yourself, they think I'm not good enough, or they know I'm not good enough, or you might even think they're right. My best job isn't good enough at all. So there's a whole long list of things you might think, or it would be likely for you to think if you, as a person, get that feedback from one or more people. It's just very likely if you have low self-esteem. That's, that's the most predictable outcome. And so you are saying that to yourself in the face of this other feedback. Now I'd like to contrast, let's say you have standalone 
self-esteem. You feel good about yourself. You have an accurate self-perception and self-awareness. So let's say you having standalone self-esteem, that means independent of your job, your money, your circumstances, your relationships. How would you respond then if someone or a group of people tell you this, this job or task or project or whatever you worked on and gave it your all didn't work out if they tell you it wasn't good enough? Well, number one, you, as someone who has standalone self-esteem, you might be a little shocked. You might even be in awe or disbelief that you are hearing that doing your personal best wasn't good enough. You might be shocked. You might not be shocked, but you might be. Number two, it's very likely you might begin to wonder what is wrong with that person or those people that they would be criticizing you, judging you and condemning you when they know you gave it your best effort. I mean, who does that? Well, we already covered the list of who does that, but you might start to wonder about an individual group of people. Number three, assuming you had emotional skills, which I highly recommend, emotional processing skills, you would immediately begin to process the painful nature of this situation because it's deeply painful. It's always going to be painful to have one or more people tell you that your best work wasn't good enough. It's just very painful. It's really hard. So in doing the emotional processing, as I recommended in my workbook, you would look at many different aspects of the situation, the history, the context, whether you're the safe person for them, are they projecting, is this a pattern, is there a history, are they a rational thinker? You'd look at all kinds of factors weighing in the different layers or aspects to help you process your emotions and then begin to make sense of it. I am a diehard fan of trying to understand other people. I do have a podcast titled Seek First to Understand, which I do highly recommend, by the way. I mean, you might not have all the facts. You might not have all the facts. You might learn some facts later on. Like, you know, there's so many different complications or layers that could have happened or be happening that caused this to come to fruition. So, so I'm going to give you several examples that could be underneath one or more people, one person or more people or a group of people saying to you, oh yeah, that your, your best wasn't good enough. So one, if someone's one of your haters, this is exactly what they would do. They would, they would actually enjoy it. But if someone's your haters two, if someone is projecting, that could easily be the source. They're putting themselves in your position and they're projecting all their horrible emotions, which has nothing to do with you. Three, irrational thinking absolutely could be a source of it. Four, people might not be in your haters club, but they could be jealous, envious, or resentful, which could easily be the source. Five, it could be a part of a smear campaign. They happen all the time. Six, if you're in a double bind or you're the scapegoat, if that dynamic is happening, that could be the, the reason. Seven, there could be, be a situation where the well's been poisoned. Eight, 
some people feel better about themselves by making by putting you down so they might not fall into one of the other categories but this might be their mo nine they really literally might not have all the facts ten they might have some anger issues and this could be a byproduct this could be passive aggressive anger really completely unrelated to you and what happened 10 they may have a temperament where they'd like to blame others and you happen to be the fall guy 12 they might be emotionally dysregulated and this is a byproduct 13 you could be the safe person for them which might be a source 14 they may have unfair unreasonable or unrealistic expectations 15 in some cases they actually do want to hurt you and this is just one good opportunity so that's 15 different reasons or aspects where a person might or people might kick you when you're down because if you put your best effort you gave it your best shot and it didn't work out you are probably not feeling good because it's painful and having someone else one or more people tell you uh you're, you're it's not good enough that it never feels good it's very disheartening so you're probably not feeling great if you gave it your best shot and it didn't work out and then people are piling on so is it helpful to understand other people and where they're coming from i really think so i mean this has been my mo for my entire life and learning a little bit about psychology is extremely helpful in understanding other people and their behavior because if you want to have great relationships with people it's helpful in my opinion now going back we're continuing on with if you had standalone self-esteem how you would handle this criticism or judgment or condemnation the fourth thing you would do after you processed your emotions and you've had some introspection you know your self-assessment to the criticism assuming there's no basis for the condemnation or the criticism or the judgment you might file their need their negative feedback on one of many categories depending on how you process your emotions and the emotional aspects so after you process your emotions you're going to do something with the feedback number five what you would not do though is you would not out of hand dismiss the remarks feedback criticism judgment or condemnation without some introspection and evaluation because you are committed to the truth you're committed to your own growth and development and there could be an opportunity to learn and grow from this situation notice I said that there could be there is not always but sometimes there is when you have standalone self-esteem emotional skills and abilities emotional intelligence you will take opportunities of criticism condemnation judgment etc or in this case being told your best work isn't good enough to to look and see to look inward what can i learn is there something i missed what's going on like you wouldn't just out of hand dismiss any negative feedback or criticism the next thing six <coughs> you would do if you have standalone self-esteem and you get the feedback that your best work wasn't good enough you would not beat yourself up you would not beat yourself up for your best effort when you have standalone self-esteem and you have emotional processing hopefully at that point you are also kind to yourself 
and loving to yourself, you've embraced your imperfections, you know how hard you work. Beating yourself up is not what you do. You would process your emotions and come to some conclusion. I don't know what conclusion you would come to, but you would have a hard pass for beating yourself up and you would also have a hard pass for letting other people make you or try to make you feel bad about yourself. And some people, as the list I gave earlier, want you to feel bad about yourself. It's how they feel better or, you know, they're in your hater group or what have you. But you wouldn't allow yourself to beat yourself up when you did your best job. You go through all the emotional things. So there's two different ways that you might handle it if someone says to you, you didn't do your best work. It depends on your your self-esteem, really, basically. Now, if you're doing it to yourself, I've already addressed that. Come around, come to the table, let's get that handled. So this does happen, it happens too often, and I have some final suggestions to wrap this up to help you. So my first suggestion is number one, deal with your own emotions. It's painful to have things not work out. It's painful. It is more painful when you've really made an effort and you've been maybe even heroic in your efforts and you've really given it your best shot and things don't go well. It's painful. So manage and process your emotions as I suggest in my workbook, which is number two, learn emotional processing. You can learn it. It's free from my workbook. I'm not going to say more about that. Four, three, commit yourself to living your best life regardless of what other people think or say. I mean, I do mean you have to be a good person. Be a good person. Have character. Have integrity. Don't stoop to their level. Just rise to the occasion. But you focus on making your life amazing and magical. That's a, that's a good solution for a lot of problems. Number four, commit yourself to growth and development. The access to love, the access to joy, the access to happiness, the access to relatedness, and all of the good stuff in life is through growth and development. It is. All of my content will help you. Number five, reward yourself. Well, if you don't have a reward system already, people, I hope you'll consider it. I do have a podcast about that. I've been doing it since I was in college. We don't know about before college. I kind of, I'm kind of doubtful. But have a reward system and reward yourself because that can help you stay motivated, stay in the game, etc. Number six, take people with you. If you've had this painful experience, why not say to yourself, you know what? She's right. Why not make my life magical? Why not make my life be the best possible life I could ever have? Hmm, who could I take with me? And make it fun. Make it magical. Name your team. Have get-togethers. Create parties. Do costumes. And definitely have prizes. I mean, why not? I mean, or you can just do it by yourself. Whatever. I do recommend you take people with you because statistically speaking, your success rate will go through the roof if you can take at least one person with you on the joy ride. Anyway. All right. Next, number seven, I recommend self-care like a boss every day. My podcast on self-care and self-compassion will help you. My next suggestion, number eight, is self-compassion, which is sadly lacking. For many people, it, it pains me greatly, but it is what it is. Those are those are the 
pop suggestions I have for you. This is so deeply painful and something we don't talk about. The more psychology you have at your fingertips and the more emotional abilities you have, this will become easier and easier. This is always going to be painful. If you do your best job or give something your all and it doesn't work out, it will be painful, in my humble opinion. Maybe it won't be painful for you. <laughs> Maybe not, I don't know. But for me, it's deeply painful when I really put my best shot, really work hard and something doesn't turn out. Then I hear, oh, you're not good enough. You know, I mean, people tell me I'm not good enough. <laughs> and I, I'm not having it, people. I'm not having people tell me I'm not good enough. I mean, people do tell me that. And I don't always argue with them. I, sometimes I just go, mm -hmm, thank you for telling me that. I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, no one's going to make me feel bad about myself. No one. You could let people make, feel, make you feel bad about yourself. You can do that. I just don't recommend it. Building your self-esteem should be apparent in this podcast will help you. You don't work on self-esteem per se, but if you did the suggestions I've listed, deal with your emotions, learn emotional processing, get going on making your life magical and amazing and have a reward. If you do my suggestions, that will go a long way to nurture and build your self-esteem. I promise you. And I do have a podcast about self-esteem. I have lots of podcasts that will help you. My suggestion is do not let this ruin your life. Do not let this take you down. I know it's I know it's painful. It's terrible. It's really, it's really not. It's not, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. But the more you learn, the more you grow, the more skills and habits and practices you have, the easier these awful, horrible things will go for you. They will still be painful, will still be hard, but it won't have the same impact is what I'm basically saying. I hope this has been helpful. I do love you. Hang in there for now. That's all. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 200, When Doing Your Best Isn't Good Enough. I certainly hope you are not going to be saying that to yourself. And now you have some avenues for action. If someone else has the audacity to tell you that your best effort wasn't good enough, please share this podcast on social media so we can help work together to make love and affection and all the good stuff more prominent in our world. I do love you. That's it for now.